Welcome to Cellmates. Hey, welcome to Cellmates. Thanks for being here, Dick Ward. I thank you for having me, Kate Phillips. Well, it's so great to be on this podcast where we take two or more <gasps> animated feature films and compare, contrast, and generally throw a Venn diagram over them and mm. see what happens. Yeah. Often these movies are Disney. But not always. Often these movies are musicals. But not always. Often these movies are good. But not always. So, a dick. Yeah, hey, a Kate. We've, we've been doing this podcast for like, what, a year and a half? Yeah. A season and a half, you might yeah, say. Yeah, we've been doing this for a while. Uh, I got to tell you that one of my favorite episodes is one of our most insane episodes. Uh, is it the 30 days of plus where we did 30 episodes in a row? Pretty insane, but not what I'm thinking of. Is it... The Alice in Wonderlands, where it turns out the Care Bear movie was really good. That was also insane. Which one are you thinking of? I'm thinking of Dino 4. Oh. The time where we looked at four dinosaur movies instead of our normal two uh-huh. because there were that many and we didn't know what else to do. Yeah, there were a lot. Uh, and so. But we learned our lesson and we said we're only doing two movies. Right. Each thing from now on. Until. Until. We had a, co- I can't remember what exactly started this conversation, but I think we were doing some research into episodes for the new year and mm-hmm. saying, okay, here, this compare with this, this compare with this. And you mentioned, you said, oh, we could do like that, that Bigfoot movie that came out. We could do, we could do like those two Bigfoot movies together. No, I think you said we, oh, could, we do could do that, that Bigfoot, Bigfoot movie. And I said, which one? Uh-huh. To which you said... Wait, there is more than one? Yeah. Um, and then it was like a no-brainer. Like, cool, we take the two Bigfoot movies and we And then it's them. like, oh, no, there's a third one, too. There's oh. that one with Zach Galifianakis. Oh, yeah. Um, And then, literally a day later, um, the Twitter user, I want to make sure I get... Uh, so the handle is uh, Lacking Saint, uh, Jack Frost Saint. Um, at this point in time, it's probably winter. Mm-hmm. Um it alerted us to the fact that there are not three, um, but there are at least four animated Yeti-based movies that have come out in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Before we say the name of these movies, Dick, mm. what are you drinking? Uh, okay, so this is a concoction that we're calling Mountain Monster. Mountain Monster. Uh, it is not Mountain Dew and Monster Energy Drink, uh, but it is... Uh, it is Monster Energy, specifically yep. the blue Monster Energy. We've got a lot of it today. Um, a little bit of spring mix um, uh, syrup, which we get from a great place called... Oh, Good, good, good Drinks. Good it's drinks. in Beacon, New York. We'll put a link to it we'll later. We'll put a link. They're amazing. They make great syrups. And, anyway, a, and a spring might refer to like... To a mountain spring. A mountain spring. Mm-hmm. Um and alpine or sorry um pinnacle pinnacle vodka fruity vodka it's sort of a fruity vodka so we end up with a kind of refreshing like light blue drink it's a delightful light blue yeah. like i just kind of like want to swim in this or like mm-hmm. 
like write a thank you card on it. Ooh. I I don't know. It's yeah. a nice it's it's very pleasant. Yeah, like for a uh energy drink cocktail, this is surprisingly good. So we are going to need a, a lot of this monster energy, not necessarily the drink, but the yeah. the idea uh, to go through these four movies. Okay. They are in order of release. Okay. The Son of Bigfoot, mm-hmm. Smallfoot, mm. <laughs> Missing Link, and Abominable. That's correct. All right. So normally, what we what comes next in this podcast mm-hmm. is we talk about where like our history with each movie. Yeah, and. With these movies, the history is the same. Uh, we all saw them. Well, we both saw uh-huh. all of them this last week. For the first time. In the last like four days. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the first time, we didn't really know anything about them going yet. Yeah. And then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Do you have, Kate, any experience with uh, Yeti or Sasquatch or Wood Ape movies? Yeah. I mean, I guess I saw Harry and the Hendersons yeah. growing up. Uh and I don't know, there's a Yeti in the Rudolph special, and then the Yeti based on that Yeti in Monsters, Inc. Yeah. But that's kind of it. Like, I know of the Yeti as a concept. Yeah. I will, uh, I'm going to give a quick shout out to the video game Urban Yeti, which oh. is a terrible game, I think, for the Game Boy, uh, but there's a very fun speed run of it. Mm. Uh, so if you want to watch someone very funny play a terrible video game, look up... Uh, I think it's Summer Games Done Quick Urban Yeti. Okay. That's all. That's, that's good to know. Yeah. All right. Um, that's my Yeti experience is that game. Mm-hmm. So, Kate, um, we're going to talk about all four of these movies. Yep. We're not doing plot summaries, but we're just going to do like a quickie thing. Kate, what movie do you want to talk about first? Guess. Uh, you mean just like 20 questions style? Yeah. Or? Ask me about the movie. Uh, I'm thinking of a movie. Okay. I'm thinking of one of these four movies. One specific movie out of these four. Ask me some questions about it. All right. It. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to narrow it down. I'm going to start a little broader. Sure. Uh, just to make sure you're not tricking me. Is there a Sasquatch or Yeti in this movie? Yes. Okay. So I there know it's is. one of the four we watched. Mm-hmm. Was it released in the last four years? Yeah. Okay. So I know it's one of the four we watched. Uh, is there like a human sidekick? There is. Okay. That's still all of them. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to get trickier. I'm going to get more specific. Mm-hmm. Are there yaks? There are yaks. Okay. That is still all four movies. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can the yetis like communicate in some way with another species? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Is there a confrontation on a bridge? Oh, that's very specific, but yeah. y- yes, there is. Okay. That's... That's still three of the movies. All right. Uh, do, do yetis have blood? Uh, uh, well, is inconclusive. Okay. We don't see a Yeti bleed in this movie. Okay. But we kind of assume that they have blood. Like a circulatory system of All some right. kind, right? All right. What about uh, parkour? Do these Yetis do parkour? No, but uh, there's a lot of hanging on ropes and icicles. That should narrow it down more than it does. <laughs> that should narrow it down more than it does. Okay. Are Yetis literate? Yes. They can read and write. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're getting closer. Yeah. I'm down to like potentially three movies. Yeah, right? Okay. Uh, d- 
do do yetis or people get shot with tranquilizer darts? No. Aha. Ha. I got it. Missing link. It's the missing it's link. It's the missing hey. link. All right. So missing link yeah. comes out in 2019, mm-hmm. but earlier than abominable. <laughs> yep. Uh, missing link is a stop motion so yeah. animated feature from Laika, yeah. who also does what Paranorman mm-hmm. and other movies we Kubo haven't. Oh, Kubo. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's stop motion with CG. I think CG is just the backgrounds and like special effects. Yeah, there's a really cool. Um, little demo in the credits of this movie actually that like shows how they built the stop motion set and then how they put the characters in it and then how they pasted in the cgi himalaya mountain shot far away and it was really cool yeah it was my favorite sequence of this movie because honestly like i went through the movie thinking it was cg yeah i thought it was cg meant to look like like stop motion yeah but it was actually stop motion so um Basics of this movie without a two-minute summary. Yeah. Uh, we got a Sasquatch in this one. Yeah. So it's North American, um, played by Zach Galifianakis. Uh, the Sasquatch's name, well, the name given to him at first is Mr. Link. Like but Missing then, Link. Yeah, like Missing Link. But the Sasquatch chooses for themselves the name Susan, mm-hmm. uh, based on a scientist they met earlier in no. their life. A person in the woods who wasn't afraid of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is a human, uh, Lionel Frost, who's like an explorer and um, wishes to find all the mythical creatures. The first time we meet him, he's meeting the Loch Ness Monster, and no. and that's Hugh Jackman. He wants to prove that a mythical creature exists so he can join an adventurer's club. Right. He but goes the, to get the mm-hmm. Sasquatch, mm-hmm. who has written a letter to him. Yes. Who, yes. The Sasquatch has written a letter um, because the Sasquatch wants to find his cousins, the Yetis, mm-hmm. in the Himalayas because he doesn't have any family. So the adventure here is take the Sasquatch from mm-hmm. uh, like Tennessee or, or Oregon. Yeah, I think, I think it's Oregon, uh, Pacific Northwest. From the Pacific Northwest to the Himalayas. Mm-hmm. That's our adventure. Mm-hmm. And the, the antagonizing force is that this adventurer's club doesn't want anything to challenge their beliefs they don't want to believe in evolution or science or anything it beyond seems their... like they just really don't like hugh jackman's character yeah but it's also i feel like there's a little bit of social commentary in this yeah. one that like the powers of the ruling class resist change even when it is right in front of that's them that's fair yeah. so there's a little bit of that so that's the missing link all right well kate dick should we talk about the next movie yeah, but I am thinking of a movie, and now you have to guess it. Uh, oh, okay. We're going to do this again. Yeah, we're doing this. All right. Two could play at that game. All right, Dick. Whoop, whoop. Uh, so in this movie that you're thinking of, mm-hmm. is there a Yeti or a Sasquatch? Yeah. Okay. Is it released in the last three or four years? Absolutely. Is there a human? Yeah. Yeah. What about yaks? Are there yaks? Absolutely, there are yaks. Good. You thought you were going to get me with that. Good. All right. Uh, can the Yeti or Sasquatch communicate with other species? Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Is there a confrontation on a bridge? Of course. Ah, okay. <laughs> uh, do Yetis have blood? Uh, we assume so. Yes. Actually, do, do I can it? say I can say yes. Yetis definitely have blood. Oh, actually, that is true yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Did, uh, do we see a Yeti bleed? I don't believe so. Can Yetis parkour? Oh, can they ever? Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, my goodness. All right. 
what what other questions did you ask? Uh, are Yetis literate? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. very much so. Okay. Yeah. Well, are there tranquilizer darts in this one? Mm-hmm. Ye- oh, okay. That's different than the last there one. There are some trank darts, yeah. All right. Do Yetis, would you say that Yetis have powers in this movie? Like, aside from just being a Yeti? Yeah. Like some sort of superpower? Like super, superpowers? Yeah. Oh, they do? Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it the power, like, do they have a power to heal oh, yeah. other beings? Yeah, like a healing power. All right. All right. I got this. Is it a blue power to heal? Yes. Shoot, that's still two movies. Yeah, how many? How I many have you narrowed is, it down to oh with all gosh. these questions? I think it's just two. It's two movies. All right. Okay. Is there a pop song in this movie? Yes. Ooh. Okay. Does it sound like Coldplay? Yes. Is it Coldplay? <laughs> Wait. How many movies are you at now? Two. Still two. Okay. Still two. <laughs> is it Coldplay? Is it Coldplay? It is not Coldplay. It's not Coldplay. No, it is. Dick. It is Puggy. It, but, oh, the the Belgian version of Coldplay. Obviously, puggy? the that Belgian one. Version. All right. I got you. You're thinking of the son of Bigfoot. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you got me. Guys, watching these four movies, I had to take notes. There is a Google Doc of notes. Okay. So, son of Bigfoot. Yeah. Uh, this kid. Uh, his name is Adam. His name is Adam. Oh, yeah. You wrote that down for I me sure did. so that I didn't say this yeah, kid. Yeah, that's okay. Cool. So, this kid. Adam uh, notices at school that his feet are bursting out of his shoes and yep. he's growing a bunch of hair. Yep. And then he realizes that his dad is Bigfoot uh-huh. and not dead like no. he thought he was. He goes and finds his dad. His dad is hiding from a hair company. <laughs> An evil hair company. An evil Excuse hair you. company that wants to use his genes to cure baldness. Yeah. Like evil hair companies do. Uh-huh. And that's that's kind of it. And they, d- they defeat, defeat the, the evil, evil hair, hair company, company together. This movie is weird. It's not very good. It's but it's not bad. We've seen much worse movies in I, the history of this podcast. I would argue that it is bad, uh, but not. It's it's differently bad. Yeah. And I wonder how much of that is, this movie is from Belgium. It right. is a Belgian movie first released in Europe and then released in like the States and Britain. Yeah. Um, I can't super find whether it was originally done in English or a different language. I was just about language. to ask if you knew that. Um, yeah. I think, I believe there is a different cast in the two versions. Right. But I'm not 100% sure about that either. So it, it seems... There's the least information on the internet about this one. Yeah, there may be some like cultural issues. Right. And this seems like it takes place in America. Um, Yeah, you'd it... think so. I mean, that, it, this is a Bigfoot, a Sasquatch. Yeah. And I don't think Europe has this mythology. Yeah, but they do. But the cars are European. They have like European plates. So it's, it's a little yeah. unclear. But the driver's on the left. It, it, it So it's not like... Yeah, I don't know what the deal is in Belgium. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. We didn't do that much research. Yeah. Um, they make good beers. Yeah. And waffles. Yeah. And chocolate. Uh, okay. Thanks, Belgium. Sure. Well, so that's Son of Bigfoot. Yep. We got anything else on, on this one? Well, we got... No, this, but we got... We this, got... by the way, is the one that um, our, our Twitter stranger, Lacking Saint gave to us without yeah. he like 
He didn't make a suggestion to us. Just put out a tweet into the world that we found. That we just happened to find. So this was the one we didn't. We didn't know we about did it. Did not all. know that was a thing. Um, all right. Well, let's delightful. move on. Let's right. move on. Number three. All right, Dick. I'm thinking of a Bigfoot <sighs> movie. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go through this a little quicker. There's going to be a Yeti or a Sasquatch. There is. This was released in the last couple of years, at Correct. least. Uh, there's going to be a human. Mm-hmm. You got to gotta have those yaks. Of course. You can't make a Yeti movie without yaks. No. Um, he speaks in some way. There's like some communication. Um, yes. Okay. So this this creature does. Oh, okay. Can he? Can this creature bleed? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we definitely see it. All right, parkour. Yes. They just parkour in all of these movies. Yetis parkour. It's it's science. All right. Uh, are Yetis literate? Well, you know, it's we don't exactly know. Okay. In this one. Okay. That actually still could be either of the last two movies it could be okay drank darts yeah okay yeah uh ah okay here's an ultra specific one okay do the characters symbolize home by making a triangle out of their hands why yes they do that That's, could still be two that could movies. Still be two movies okay <laughs> Oh, I forgot. Um, uh-huh. Confrontation on a bridge. Uh, yes. That must be abominable. It sure is. Because our last movie does not have a confrontation on a bridge. The only one to not have a confrontation Boom. on a bridge. Got it. All right. So we got Abominable. This comes out in 2019. It is mm-hmm. the most recent of the Yeti movies we are speaking of. It is DreamWorks. Um, so honestly, the biggest studio at least the biggest American studio to produce a Yeti movie so far. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got a Yeti, an actual Yeti, a Himalayan Yeti. Mm-hmm. Um, it is nicknamed Everest by its human, mm-hmm. and her name is Yi. Mm-hmm. This movie is essentially how to train your dragon, but with Yeti. Yeah. Um, and a female protagonist. Um, so teenage Yi who has recently lost her father but mm-hmm. has a mother and grandmother at home is kind a lot of, of father stuff. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. interesting. Um she's kind of in a in a grief funk. Uh she's running off on her own making money to travel the world which was or travel China right. which they live in China. Um it's supposed to be Shanghai. Mm-hmm. Um which was her father's dream. That was something that she they and her dad were going to do. They were supposed to like travel do. the world together travel or China. travel China together. Mm-hmm. She's saving up money to do this yeah. on her own. Um, all of a sudden, there's a Yeti on her roof boom, boom. that has escaped a science factory and <laughs> science lab. That's the word. Nope. Science factory. Yes. Um, and uh, so she keeps it as a pet kind of yeah. to keep it safe. Uh, but then it's got to get back home to Everest. And so she goes on a journey. To Mount Everest. To Mount Everest. Yeah. Uh, she goes on a journey because she's like, cool, I'm not doing anything else important. I'll just go to Mount Everest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and she and two of her friends from her apartment building go on an adventure with this Yeti. And they end up seeing all of China, all the yeah. places that she and her dad were going to visit. And um, This is a really long, short summary. It, sorry. So it's about getting a Yeti to Everest, and it's about getting a girl back to like her... Um, Back to enjoying life and appreciating what yeah. she has. Yeah. Um, that, that, yeah, that's it. Nice. I forgot that we weren't doing a full story. I know. 
You were really, you were really There's going so for that There's so many Yeti one. movies. Mm-hmm. Well, and also Abominable is pretty good. It is. Yeah. It's pretty good. I think, yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. Okay, Kate, uh, you know what the fourth one is. Well, I just want to make sure. All right, let's confirm. So let's make sure we're on the same page. Let's Sometimes confirm we're not. This fourth Bigfoot movie. Yeah. All right, so there's a Yeti. No. Oh, no. Yeah, there is. Okay. All right, uh, released in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. There are humans and yaks. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Yetis it can communicate. Yes. Yetis can bleed. Mm hmm. Uh, they can parkour. <laughs> oh, my God. They parkour so much. Great. Uh, we got we got some tranquilizer darts. Oh my god, so many trank darts. Triangle hands equals home. Triangle hands equals home. Uh, are Yetis literate? In this yeah, movie? yeah. I mean, define literate, but kind of, yeah. Yeah, they they can communicate with some kind of written something. Yeah. All right. Uh, no confrontation on a bridge. That's correct. Okay, so it also would mean that Yetis don't have powers. It also means that there's a pop song, but. Uh, Coldplay? No Coldplay? Does it, not even a song that sounds like Coldplay. Oh, okay. Well, maybe a song that sounds like, but no Coldplay. So, Dick, we got to be talking about Smallfoot. Absolutely, we're yes. talking about Smallfoot. All right, we got all four. Yeah, and this is a Warner Brothers animation. Warner Brothers. Or Warner Warner animation, animation group. Yeah. Yeah, WAG. WAG, mm-hmm. because we thought WAG. that was a joke. We thought that was a Scooby-Doo the joke. Scoob trailer. Yeah. Um, but it's not. It's real. Yeah. So this uh, stars a creature who is a Yeti uh-huh. named Migo uh-huh. uh, and a human named Percy who is played by late night host Buster Jones. Late night host Buster Jones. Uh, who plays, um, who does he play in Cats? Uh, uh, he plays James Corden. He plays James Corden in Cats. The cat James Corden. Yeah. Buster Jones. Uh-huh. Uh, so um, the main thing. This is this is a surprising plot. This is one of the best movies I've seen in a while. Yeah, it's the best movie I've seen in 2020. Uh yes, that's that's true. Yeah. Um but it's yes. what? No, what? I'm just thinking we we just watched Frozen and Big Hero 6, but we watched them in 2019. We watched those in 2019. Yeah, so uh we've got this yeti who sees a small foot. It's it's uh Kind of like the, there's a lot of Fraggle Rock comparison here. Ooh. Um, but it's it's like uh, the sun on the the ogre sun on Fraggle Rock, like he is always finding Fraggles, and the family's like, no Fraggles. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so he finds a small foot who mm-hmm. is a just a human. Yeah. But they have these sacred stones that say that humans don't exist, mm-hmm. and also that you've got to like bash your head against the gong in order to make the sun rise there are a lot of rules there's a lot of rules and a lot of mysticism and it turns out none of it is true oh. and it's it's just really it's all these things put in place there so there's a little of hotel transylvania in this mm. in that like long ago there was a confrontation between yeah. yetis and humans uh the humans were very violent so the yetis vowed to always stay above the clouds yeah um, forevermore, but then there's this whole, basically religion, dogmatic religion that comes out of this to, pro- you know, quote unquote, protect yeah. the Yetis. And our our human is a like wildlife TV guy mm-hmm. whose ratings are down. He realized like he hears rumors of a Yeti, so he goes to like fake a Yeti, mm. and then he finds a real one. Yeah, and like he's 
concerned with his ratings more than anything else. And then, you know, in the end, uh, a lot of different things happen. Yeah. And the Yetis realize they need to come. They've been like scared of humans this whole time because humans think they're monsters. And, and they think versa. humans are monsters. And then they realize at the end that they have to coexist. They have to communicate. Oh, my God. This movie is surprisingly live in great. Truth. It's really good. And you see a voice cast like oh my God. Channing Tatum is Migo. Channing Tatum is Zendaya the is Michi. That meme that like Common is in this. James Corden. And so you look at that on paper. You're like, oh, this is going to suck. Oh, this is Shark Tale. Yeah. Like that. that's honestly what I thought. Um, and it's super not. Yeah. Channing, Channing Tatum is a great voice actor. He is amazing in this movie. He's so good. I like if you didn't tell me it was him, I wouldn't know. Yeah. I also just don't know what Channing Tatum sound like mm. sounds like, but he's great in this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Was it worth getting Channing Tatum? I don't know, but he did a great job. Yeah. Like, I, I am. I was instantly turned off when I was like, "Oh, it's Channing Tatum and a bunch of pop stars and." No, it's great. And a bunch of pop songs. We did not know going into this. This is a musical. This is a musical. Yeah. Uh, The music is written by the Something Rotten composers. That's correct. And one of them is the director. One of them is the director. Um, And so it's it's interesting because it's a musical, but it's not. The songs are more musical theater than they sound. Yeah. The lyrics tell more story than the mix yeah. And, <laughs> the vocal mix. And, yeah, the the songs are mixed like pop songs, so the vocals are way down. You cannot hear the vocals or the words. Uh, except for one uh, common song. Yeah. The oh. amazing Yeti rap. Uh, yeah. Just Mind like, blown. oh, so good. Um, and this was, this was the one based on a short story, is that correct? This is the one based on a, or like a, story like a children's book by Sergio Pablos, yeah. the Despicable Me and Klaus guy. Yeah. So, I mean, that's three for three. He's not like involved in producing this one, but it is based on that book. And I looked up the book and no one can find it. Well, it, it's not a thing. Well, Yeti Tracks is the book. Oh, uh, but no one can find it. I've already looked at that. Is that true? I thought yeah. the book. I thought the book did not come out. Oh, maybe it's an unpublished. That would make more sense. Yeah, based on the unpublished children's book hey. Yeti Tracks by Sergio. But you'd Pablo. think that now it would come out. The movie's two years old. I want this Yeti Tracks book. But yeah. anyway, um, so all right, we got these four movies. We got these four movies. Thanks for everyone for sticking through that. Yeah. So. You're welcome. Like, one, just on the surface, before we kind of dive into more, what, why so many Yeti movies? Right? Like, this isn't... <laughs> this is, I mean, so so there's been a couple instances of this happening in, like, yeah. film. There's Deep Impact Armageddon, mm-hmm. which I think might have been, like, a studio leak. And um, Pearl Harbor was, like, the same kind of thing. Like... I no. know, I know it's not end of the world. Pearl but Harbor I feel was like... several years later. Mm. Never mind. Continue. Um, but Deep Impact Armageddon were like the same summer, mm-hmm. and they're basically the same movie. Yeah. There was, uh, I think, like two. I think there was like Day After Tomorrow and something else mm-hmm. like it, real close. Ants and bugged bugs. Tale? Bugs Tale. Bugs yeah. Life? Uh, yeah, A Bugs Life. Why couldn't I remember that? I don't know. That's okay. So wh- what was got... the story behind those? I mean, I just think that's Katzenberg being a jerk. 
Yeah, like I think he, he found out what was happening, and they're like, "Oh, now we're doing an ants movie." Well, at like DreamWorks, he was at Disney, but he wasn't at Disney Pixar that late. So I don't know. So but sometimes it, se- like, it seems like maybe Katzenberg was like, "Oh, they're doing a bug movie. We're doing a bug movie." Yeah, ideas fly around. Um, and same with like Nemo and Shark Tale. Shark Tale says that they had no idea there was a fish movie going on, but right. like they absolutely did. And. And like so, and sometimes that happens where it's like, like you said, with Nemo and Shark Tale, Nemo was a giant hit. We need a fish movie, right? Or like, and you know, fish make sense, especially with like emerging technology at that time. Yeah, you could finally kind of do convincing water. Sure, there's a reason for that. Kids love fish. Yeah, and same with like the the dinosaur <laughs> yeah. movies we did. Although it's a much longer time span that they come out during, like. Kids always love dinosaurs. Sure. Slam dunk. You make a dinosaur movie, kids will go see it. But yetis. Like, are kids clamoring for yetis? Do kids love Bigfoots? Yeah. I loved the monster truck Bigfoot when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, it's not something that you're going to see in, like, a science museum or learn about in school. It's just this very specific, like, conspiracy theory. Do you think that's what kids love is stuff they see in science museums well, and learn in school i don't know we had a dinosaur unit in school yeah right and then you like go to a museum and you see big skeletons and you're like cool i love dinosaurs that's fair, now but kids love superheroes right yeah that's uh, that's that's fair. not a thing you that's learn fair. in school but it's a thing kids it's yeah. a known thing that it's kids a known love. thing that kids love so my only my the only theory that makes sense is the first movie uh-huh was such a hit that everyone had to rush to get a Yeti movie out. What was the first movie released? The first movie is Son of Bigfoot. How did that do? Uh, not bad. Okay. A budget of $20 million, box office of $40 million, and it was like a secondary release in the States, and yeah. no one has ever heard of it. But so that's, that's not, pretty good. That's not like a Nemo no. or like a Lion King where it grosses like a billion dollars, and everyone's got to jump on the well, bandwagon. And even so, all of these movies took several years to make. Yeah. So a box office alone is not going to... like All of these movin- movies were already in development when Son of Bigfoot comes out. I believe that's Even the case. in Europe. Yeah. So I- I've seen a Did- couple things online, like in general, like climate and environment mm. are things but none of these really tell a climate story no <laughs> uh that we're just out of creatures i guess yeah. i don't know uh do you have an explanation do you have a pet explanation Dave? i mean that was my theory like mm-hmm. what was did any of these do do well so both smallfoot and abominable do pretty well at the box office okay and those are both the most recent ones? The uh, no, no. Missing Link is missing. So ah, okay. The chronology is Son of Bigfoot, yeah. Smallfoot, Missing Link, Abominable. Okay, Smallfoot did pretty good. Smallfoot does, pr- yeah. Smallfoot and Abomin- Abominable both do around two hundred million. Okay, that's that's very respectable. respectable. Yeah. Smallfoot does a little bit better. Okay. Um, How's Missing Link do? <laughs> missing Link has a budget of a hundred million. Oh man! So you got to make two or three to make that back. It's uh, it it makes twenty million <laughs> worldwide, worldwide, oh my God. or like twenty four million. That's so it's bad. a giant financial bomb. Oh. Um, just abysmal. Yeah. The critics rate it pretty well. I would say for me, it's my maybe maybe the third best 
movie of the four we watched, but yeah. like it's way down. It so, like there's a big gap between number two and number three here. Yeah, and let's just let's. I mean, let's what? Give me give me your rating. One, two, three, and four. Favorite favorite of these? Worst? Go for it's, it. It's the reverse order that we introduced them. All Son right. of Bigfoot number four, Missing Link number three. But there, I think there's there's an argument for a swap there. Abominable number two, and by a lot. And then Smallfoot number one by an, a lot also. Yeah, the gap between number two and number three yeah. is astronomical. Yeah. Like, and that's, 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 wait, what'd you say? Was it the bottom son of Bigfoot? Son of Bigfoot. That's my order. Except for I was more entertained by yeah. son of Bigfoot. Missing Link wants to be very funny. It um, it's got a Zach Galifianakis in it, but you forget. It's like they knew, like, Zach Galifianakis makes people laugh, but they, like, forgot that it's his, like, face and voice yeah. combination. And, he, he like, it's a lot of the stereotypical office humor that makes Zach Galifianakis funny. It's the long pauses. Yeah. But if you just kind of have a not super expressionful Sasquatch made of clay, it doesn't have the same. I no. laughed, like, twice in Missing Link. I left I left very hard twice in Missing Link. Yeah. Because they did some really good physical comedy. Uh, that was their strong the point. The one yeah. where the I mean there's one scene, we'll get to it, but there's one scene where they're like breaking into a house mm-hmm. and it's the scene that the whole movie should be. Yeah. Like it's the right tone, but the first I mean let's just talk about this. The Missing Link has no reason to be animated. Yeah. The first oh ten minutes. Oh my gosh! Minutes, can you imagine Zach Galifianakis dressed up as a oh my god, Sasquatch? That'd be, that'd be hilarious. I'm already laughing. Yeah, you're not. Well, in my head, I'm okay. laughing. Um, but like it, he, like the first ten or fifteen minutes are just talking. Yeah. Like there's there's a quick Loch Ness monster scene that mm-hmm. does nothing for anyone. Nope. Uh, and then there's a bunch of like arguing and talking and arguing and talking and. There's no reason for that to be animated. It's so dull. Yeah. dull. I think dull is the best word I would use to describe this. Even yeah. when there's an action scene, um, like at the end, there's this action scene. So oh, it's, endless. <laughs> it's endless. It's like a three bosses in a row if you're comparing it to a video game. There's like the yetis <sighs> that they finally meet are yeah. actually like very like – um, elitist and hostile in that way so they yeah. have to defeat them and then they have to defeat the head of the adventurers club who doesn't believe in evolution and then they have to defeat the bounty hunter yeah. who the adventurers club guy sicked on them and then there's just this endless so yeah I wasn't even talking about that <laughs> because I was specifically talking about at the very end when there's a confrontation on a bridge yes the bridge falls and they are hanging off the bridge by like ropes. They're, they're, yeah, Bridge they're like ropes. hanging off by ropes or something. And then the rope fails and then they're hanging off by like fingers. But even before that, Dick, like the rope swings like three different ways. So the person on the bottom of the rope, oh, no, swings no, 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 up no, no. To the top. Hold on, they're, they're the, holding oh on gosh. by fingers and they are attached by a rope. Yeah, there they're we like go. a they're like a climbing rope. Yeah, so like. The main adventurer guy is holding on, mm-hmm. and then he slips, and then the Yeti grabs a ledge. 
But then, and then they slip and grab a lower ledge. They grab another ledge, and, and an then they icicle. grab an icicle, and it's just endless. I, I think it is supposed to be. It's supposed to be funny. Funny that it's like so, like the tedium of each mishap. But it's just like but the whole movie is tedium. So yeah. <laughs> so at least Son of Bigfoot, even though it had, I feel like less of a reason for being. At least like. I don't know. It kind of had some dumb jokes that I laughed at yeah, in spite like, of myself. Miss, Missing Link has a plot that makes sense, has a story that makes sense generally uh-huh. from beginning to end. And that is the best. And it looks really nice. Yeah. And that's the good things I can say about Missing Link. Yeah. Son of Bigfoot has a plot that makes no sense. You have to, it's, yeah, you have to suspend your disbelief for the central conflict if you try and think about this movie it is why is a scientist who is bigfoot trying to escape a hair company that wants to originally employ him as a scientist yeah and then like use his dna to help to cure baldness like they're not like and like he could work for a different hair company he could start his own company or he could like get a restraining order against this. Right. I, it's, you're it, supposed to believe the word lab rat is used a lot. So you're supposed to kind of be like, all right, this is a company with like an evil boss that has that like abuses their yeah. scientific uh, subjects. That's kind of the the threat. If, or our, the da- if our dad slash paper. Bigfoot here wasn't also a scientist, it might work a little better. Right. But he's also a he's scientist. He's also a scientist. He could just take over the company. So it, it anyway, the whole thing just it, it falls apart once you start thinking about it. But the like individual scenes are pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So we still don't have an answer of why there were so many Yeti movies. Oh no. We'll we'll put a pin in that. We'll put a pin in that. So in terms of, all right. So. In the dinosaur movies, yeah, we see some references to like the extinction. We see how dinosaurs worked. We got some science in there. Yeah. So I'm interested to talk a in little bit about that. In the science of abominable snowmen. Yeah, yeah, the Yeti science uh-huh. in each of these movies. What? <laughs> <laughs> what Yeti science was there? What Yeti science is in these movies? Um, yeah, like, do they incorporate the mythology? Hmm. In any way, okay. Let, let's let's look at it. So, uh, f- I mean, let's take it movie by movie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Smallfoot, not really. Not really. Not really. Because like the Yeti or the Sasquatch has all these powers, so healing powers. Smallfoot. Smallfoot. Oh, I'm sorry, son of. B- okay. Oh it's boy. So hard so to remember feet. the difference. So Smallfoot. Mm-hmm. Um. They are yetis. Mm-hmm. They live in a mountain. That's yeah. So that's about all the like. So I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you on that ooh. because I did some a little bit of yeti science ooh, research. Oh, you did here. a little research. So one in terms of like the historical background, yes, Himalayas. Himalayas are used in three of the four movies. That's true. Not Son of Bigfoot. That's true. Um, we've got in this movie. Um, we've got them working with rocks like their whole society is built on like rock cogs moving other rock things yeah um and that is part of yeti mythology Wait, that really? they yeah that like rocks are their thing they're like oh. super tool 
of use. Cool. Um, mostly probably because mountains are made of rock, and what mm. else are they going to use? Yeah. I guess they could swing a yak around. Yeah. There are a lot of yaks, There's too. a lot of yaks. So all the rock stuff in this movie is based on that, or seems to be drawn from that. Um, but that's kind of it. I couldn't find... Um, so in you couldn't find anything about a yeti secret society that generates clouds to populate the belief in a fake religion i couldn't find anything about that you didn't that, find anything no. about that okay it is interesting that most that a lot of these movies have yetis communicating with animals or nature in some way i couldn't find a resource on that mm. unlike oh yetis can talk to bears or things like that right but uh, so moving on, so that that's all for Smallfoot. That's all for Smallfoot. Moving on, um, in both Abominable and Son of Bigfoot, the Yeti has magical healing powers. Yeah, and, and Son of Bigfoot, he has super speed and super hearing. Yeah. Those have nothing to do with anything. Okay, but the healing powers. The healing powers are attributed to Yeti in some versions of the mythology. Interesting. Like some supernatural. But just Yeti specifically, not. I mean, it's Bigfoot's. hard to tell. Bigfoot. I have never heard of Bigfoot having. I would power. just uh, from an armchair Wikipedia reader. Yeah. I would call Yeti more of like a myth or folklore, and Bigfoot is more the conspiracy theory. I when mean, it, it's American folklore. Yeah, but like Yetis have. I think Yetis have powers, like you said. Bigfoot yeah. is less of a. There's not really powers attached to them. It's just I saw it. Mm, um, that's fair. So. It's it's hard to know whether Bigfoot. It seems like Son of Bigfoot is drawing on its You're cousin the Yeti, Yeti yeah. um, assuming that they have some similar DNA, like superpowers. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and, so that's Abominable and Son of Bigfoot. Yeah, and then what's left now? Missing Link. He doesn't really have any powers. Which is accurate for which is accurate for Sasquatch. For Sasquatch. Yeah. He lives. I mean. Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Um, but they do go to the Himalayas to see Yetis. So in that movie, it's interesting. That's the one we watched last. Mm -hmm. And that kind of answered some of the question of what's the difference between Yetis and Sasquatch. Um, we go see the Yetis. Uh, they don't seem to have powers, but they do seem a little mystical and they are jerks. Yeah. They do kind of seem like they are related to the, um, character played by Common. In Smallfoot, this yeah. kind of like we've built this whole civilization to be completely independent and yeah. completely isolationist, um, and they're like highly evolved. Built that as city, yetis. yeah, on rock and roll. Um, on rocks, okay. certainly, and ice, I guess. Yeah, they have to roll the rock on, yeah. on rocks that roll. We built this city on rocks rock that roll. roll. And so. There, uh, there's that. I would say also just in terms of like pop culture incorporation, there's definitely in the two Sasquatch movies, there are shots that kind of allude to this like, like whenever you've seen a grainy Bigfoot yeah. picture, there are shots that mimic that where yeah. you see like the Bigfoot walking with giant the, big steps through a bunch of trees. Yeah, you see the, kind of that famous Bigfoot like... Yeah. Walk through the forest, turn head, walk yeah, away. Yeah, I and forget. Son of Bigfoot specifically mentions like National Enquirer, those mm -hmm. those pulpy um, yeah. news. I was surprised that it used National Enquirer. I wonder if, or it just said Enquirer. 
No, they said the National, National Enquirer. Enquirer. So yeah. I wonder, and there were also, tangentially related to that, there were some weird like billboard jokes in that one too. Yeah. And I can't remember any of them specifically. No, because they were so weird. But they were like specifically American jokes. But it, but some of them Oh, like weren't... in the um in the factory, in yeah. the hair company, they do this like the the CEO does a tour for potential investors yeah. and he flashes a bunch of posters of famous um, celebrities who yeah. use toupees. And like the first one is supposed to be Donald Trump. Yeah. Like it was very jarring to see a cartoon like caricature yeah. of Donald Trump in a movie. I'm like, this is clearly not American that made. Was you, Donald Trump. You could not get away with this. I don't. I, here's the thing. I don't know who m- many of those like were it could have been be. Boris Johnson too, or something, or just kind of like a no. It makes, there's a guy in every that society makes, that looks like this. that makes sense as Trump. Yeah, and I think there was like a Stallone. It was really I don't. They were not great caricatures, so was, or they were not American. These weird cheesy jokes. It was unclear whether they were American in the original one, yeah. or whether we had some like photoshopping in for the state's edition that like oh we could put trump here or oh we could make this the national Enquirer instead of whatever it was it was so weird Mm -hmm. there was a billboard ad that was not a joke it was just like they replaced one letter of something yeah and i don't oh it was a better call saul oh yeah it was better call paul which is just a weird what's the joke (laughs) who's paul and like this movie doesn't have anything to do with drug lords or well, it, like it, it doesn't take place in what new mexico yeah or wherever yeah it made no sense yeah it was bizarre so all right dick here's here's the million dollar question yeah why use a yeti to tell each of these stories these are four movies with very different story genres yeah um so how do you you want to go through this and yeah, so I'll, 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 I'm going to call, like, let's start with Son and Bigfoot. Yeah. Which is kind of a superhero origin story. Yeah. A little bit Teen Wolf, a little bit, like, Spider-Man-y. Yeah, there's, a little Spider-Man-y. There's, there's some of that in there. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, a little bit of, like, father and son movie. Yeah. Why is he a Bigfoot? I don't know. Is it Did it, like, help? Did it... Did it, was there, was there a reason? So I think, I think Bigfoot works at like, if you're like, okay, I don't want to come up with a new superhero. I don't have rights to any of the comic houses. Like, (laughs) oh, we're talking public domain. Yeah. It's a public domain superhero movie. This is the equivalent of, of playing Yankee (laughs) Doodah on the radio. It's public domain. You can cover it. No one's going to sue you. Yeah. Wait, so, is Yankee Doodah a song? I, I think you just made that up. What am I thinking Yankee of? Doodle? That's what I meant. The song Yankee Doodle. Yeah. All right. Well. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So that being the case, I, I think it kind of works. Um, and I think you're like evil villain kind of works too. Like an X-Men mm. type of thing, right? Yeah. Um, although I don't... What would be an... Uh, evil genius who wants to exploit the powers that's not really x-men magneto kind of wants to exploit it well not really professor xavier's bald hey (laughs) um so i think they could have dug into it more i think it works but i don't think they make the case as well as they 
very easily could. Very easily. I think you were the one that said like I because you we meet our our um teenage protagonist. Yeah, we meet and him, like, and the first thing that happens is his feet get big. Like yeah. immediately. What it, you said. We should have seen a normal day in his life. Right. And then the next day, weird stuff happens. Into the Spider-Verse, great example of this. Yeah, you right? set an expectation, and then you then you subvert it. Yeah. You can't just be like, oh, this kid's feet grow, because we don't know if this happens every day. Right. It might. He seems surprised by it, well, but it might happen every day. And for those two powers to come at once, his feet grow and his hair yeah. grows after he gets a haircut in like the same 24-hour period. Yeah. It'd be better to space that out a little bit. Okay, like, I have this foot-growing thing. That's weird. Uh, okay, whatever. Yeah. And then, like, a week later, oh, now my hair is growing. Also, like, the hair is the less weird one. So, like, start with that. Mm-hmm. Let us sit on it for a little bit. Yeah. Have this kid, like, cut his hair again. Yeah. and like. <sighs> but, yeah, I think you could add more of the... I feel like the missing dad only comes in after he starts getting these powers. Yeah. And so, if you, like... What you're saying, like, if we see a normal day or a normal week and the problem he's dealing with is, like, as I'm getting older, I'm missing my dad more or, like, all these kids at school have dads, right? Like, you can have some kind of, like, bring your dad to work day and... Okay, I gotta address this. Yeah. His dad is a Bigfoot. Yeah. What? What does that mean? Uh, his dad is a Bigfoot, Dick. What else do you... His dad was a normal... What do you want from me? His dad was a normal guy when he got married. No. I don't think that's true. He... He was shaving all of his body parts. He was parts. shaving all of his body parts. So I think mom knew. I think mom knew she was marrying a Bigfoot. But like... He, he's... Because he said all of this stuff happened to him when he was the same age but as also, the son he's, he's like... He's a Bigfoot in that I guess he has superpowers. Yes. And some extra hair. Yes. Okay, I didn't say it was the perfect public Did domain he get superhero bit movie. By a radioactive Bigfoot <laughs> at some point. No, I think but, you know what uh, he's it, got Bigfoot DNA because the kid seems like half Bigfoot, right? It just, he has all the good powers without yeah. having like the back hair and the. It just would have been nice if if at some point in this movie. Like someone had called him a Bigfoot and he's like, well, look, I have powers and my hair grows. That doesn't mean I'm a Bigfoot. I'm just a guy. That would be nice. too. Yeah. But throughout the whole thing, his dad's like, well, I'm Bigfoot. I was like, well, you're not big. You're not Bigfoot. You're not the, tone- the Bigfoot yeah. because the Bigfoot is like a thing that was made up like a hundred years ago. Yeah. The the tone is that. Yeah. There's it no. There's no connection to anything. I'm so, too upset about this movie right now. Okay. But at least... Okay, so is a Yeti intrinsic to this story? Do we need a Yeti to tell the story of a, kind of a superhero slash coming of age slash dad and not, kid? Not really, but I get it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So moving on. Why use a Yeti to tell um, the story of the missing link? I think this one I works. I keep on saying the. It's yeah. Missing Link is the name of the movie. Missing Link, I think, I think works. And it's not a Yeti. It's a Sasquatch. Sorry. Uh, there are Yeti. There though. are Yeti. Um, I, think it, I think it works because we've got an explorer mm-hmm. who's trying to find something that nobody else believes exists. Mm-hmm. 
uh, to prove that he's an amazing explorer. Mm-hmm. That's kind of mm-hmm. like I kind of get that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And a thing that no one else believes exists mm-hmm. is a Sasquatch. The whole thing is completely undercut by the fact that he sees the Loch Ness monster at the beginning. And so he could just continue searching for the Loch Ness monster. Yeah. But, but I think the, the, I think that works. And I think the idea of our Sasquatch friend trying to find his family and trying mm-hmm. to find where he belongs ba, 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 ba. makes sense. I like this movie the least, mm-hmm. but I think it makes the most sense to have a Yeti. It's got strong bones. Yeah. The bones aren't particularly engaging. No, someone has picked the meat off of all of the bones. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I think there is, you call this uh, like basically a buddy comedy. Yeah. Among, uh, there are other things happening. It's like a but road, road comedy. The, certainly yeah. the second act is all road, yeah, yeah, it's on the road comedy. Um, And I think that could have been exploited more. You got a human and you've got a Sasquatch. There are as a buddy so comedy. many opportunities to exploit the humor in that combination, yeah. and they never do. What they do, they go for an angle where, like, the Sasquatch is kind of the innocent, naive, doesn't understand all the idioms the human is using. He's a little too literal. He's too literal, and like that joke works like once, but I, but it's not. But like most of the time it doesn't because he'll be like, you could say that again. And the Sasquatch will be like, oh, I guess I could. But that doesn't make sense because the Sasquatch speaks perfect English. Yeah. And he reads extensively. You'd think he'd be up on idiomatic language. Yeah. And he does like use sarcasm sometimes. Yeah. Like it's it's inconsistent what the Sasquatch can and can't understand. Um. But even like the fact that one of them is covered in hair and one of them is not like never really mentioned the, comedically the or Sasquatch otherwise. Sasquatch like, Susan, Susan wears, uh, when the Sasquatch is wearing clothes, mm-hmm. pants that are too small for it, yeah. a jacket that is too small for it, uh-huh. and a hat. Yeah. It looks ridiculous. Mm-hmm. There is so much humor yeah. to be mined from that, but instead of doing anything mm-hmm. they do nothing they do nothing with it and yeah there could be a running gag like this is my cousin from such and such oh yeah that's the, oh yes people are hairy there it's like the style something, there something yeah yeah so okay is is a you you mentioned this i'd say the yeti yes the yeti is a sasquatch is and it has to like the word evolution is used in a cup like that's kind of the keyword yeah. of this one if they had tied it in more that would have been nice yeah but he's the, Sa- the Sasquatch is the missing link between ape and man. And it's like evolution of your thinking and, and mm-hmm. of what you're willing to take a chance on and have your brain, you know, have yeah. your opinion changed. And our, our adventurer evolves by the mm-hmm. end into being less self-centered and more... Yes. Uh, he even says that. Empathetic. The Hugh Jackman character says, yeah. well, I've evolved. Yeah. Ba-da-ba. Cool. All right. So, Abominable... Mm. has a yeti we've already established that yeah <laughs> why use a yeti to tell this story yo i don't know i don't know well I mean, this is here's it, it's how to train your dragon yeah yeah and just instead of a dragon it's a yeti i mean a nice benefit of using a yeti um is this movie takes place in china mm-hmm. uh, the himalayas are in china 
Nepal. Nepal. But it borders, yeah. Close to China. So you've got that going for it, mm-hmm. right? So we can tell a story set in a country that's not America, mm-hmm. which I'm always down for. Mm-hmm. We can tell a story starring some people who we don't normally get to see. Yes. And like set somewhere that, that we don't normally get to, to mm-hmm. see. Um, it felt to me as we were watching this, like it reminded me of Miyazaki films in, in, mm. in ways where I'm like this, this, oh, yeah. this Yeti has like these powers and it's kind of a coming of age story and like, I was just wondering. I'm like, okay, this is this is a yeti. Does the person like does the person who wrote this wish that it was like a traditional Chinese legend mm-hmm. instead of a yeti, mm-hmm. right? Like, I kind of I don't know. Yeah, and that that might just be in my head. That might just be my assumption. Yeah. But that's that's kind of the feeling I got. Like, yeah. I was kind of like it reminded me of like Totoro or like. You know, Spirited Away has like all those different spirits, yeah. and so um, the nice thing about the Yeti is it lets us set the movie in another country mm-hmm. that Americans are not familiar with mm-hmm. necessarily, mm-hmm. and still gets to use iconography that is recognizable mm. to Americans. Mm-hmm. So I would say that in that sense, the Yeti yeah. serves the story. I mean, and really, like. You know, does the Lion King need lions, right? It's also Hamlet. Hamlet doesn't have lions. But it's using, like, you know, the lions and, like, the hierarchy of nature, which can get dicey when you start looking at it too closely in terms of a story that humans can identify with. But I I think this is a similar thing. Do I need a Yeti here? No. Does it work? Yeah. It's this kind of creature we don't understand – a lot of people are going to be after it, so they need to constantly be on the run. Mm-hmm. Um, it has healing powers, so that fe- factors into Yi, the protagonist, her story of how she needs to, you know, she's still grieving her father's death and still figuring out how to heal relationships with her families. Mm-hmm. So it's it ties in thematically there. So, like, does it need a Yeti? No, but... Why not a Yeti is kind of where I come out. Um, And I think it's, it it is effective. Um, Yeah, it is effective. Yeah. Neutrally effective. (laughs) So the, and the final small foot. Yeah. What do you think? I'm kind of torn. So small foot, why, okay. They use Yetis to tell this story because these um, Yetis are the archetype of a monster, Right. Um, they are separated from humans mm-hmm. in their mythology. They're in kind of an unreachable place. That's where they live. Yeah. Um, and so that's the basis. I think this one to me is the most, um, comparable to like, this is a great story and using yetis in this society, um, is like using lions and lion king Yeah. where like, Oh, this makes a lot of sense. You get to establish this world just phys- just like they um they use a lot of drawings in this movie, right? The mm-hmm. Yetis have all these drawings of places and to be able to take this their their civilization exists as a picture of a mountain on a cloud and that's it. There's nothing down below except for these woolly mammoths that hold up the mountain. Yeah. 
And so to discover the way this kind of conspiracy theory group um, of protagonists does, to discover that the mountain can, they literally extend the lines of the mountain beyond the clouds. Yeah. I think that's a really um, beautiful piece of imagery to really bring home the point of there is more truth out there than you can see, mm-hmm. especially if you've been given one picture of something. There's always lines that you can't see. I mean, in it's it. almost like the tip of the iceberg. Exactly. Right? Like, it's, exactly. that's that similar concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. And yeah, to have this kind of flip of the Yetis are just as scared as the humans, that's a new feature. That's, that's fun. I love it. Right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, is it intrinsic? Probably not. But I think this, to me, is the most interesting use of... Like, oh, that's really creative to use Yetis to tell this story about uh, how the ruling class uses disinformation. And (laughs) there's a great line that Common says that like, all right, you know that knowledge is power. So now that you have this knowledge and now that you have this power, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. And that's that's a a bit where our... um our hero is faced with a choice Mm -hmm. to say like, Hey, all of the sacred texts are lies because I found a small foot. I was banished from the village, but I'm right. This is the truth. Or he can say he's wrong, but by saying he's right, then people will leave the village and possibly get murdered by humans because the Yetis think humans are monsters. Mm -hmm. So he's protect, he protects everyone by lying to them. Mm hmm. And maintaining the status quo. Mm-hmm. Oof. It's a, it's, I mean, this movie, we were reading up on it, and it is, the creators specifically had Brexit in mind, mm-hmm. right, in creating this, um, this story of how fear works in a political and societal way of yeah. blocking others out, um, this is a great 2019 movie or great 2020 movie. Yeah. Like it's a great movie in general, but you've got a right little now. you've got a little if you like pick at it too hard. Like we know that humans are really destructive to nature. <laughs> so there's a little element of like yeah, the humans will try to kill the Bigfoot. Well, so there's like oh, I think it's a can be. Yeah. Not are. Yeah. Cuz we see that that one human, Percy, yeah, is not is not, but, uh, but it's it's an interesting scene, the one you're talking about, yeah. because Migo, our protagonist, flashes back to scenes where um, the human behaves one way, but it could be perceived a slightly different way uh-huh. um, to and make like, him villainous. He's scared and defensive, but it could seem like he's angry and on the attack. And on the offense, Especially yeah. because they don't speak the same language. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Good. <laughs> This is the only movie where um, the Yeti and the human can both speak, but they, they can't, can't speak to each other. Yeah. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's like, uh, it's brave, right? That the when mom turns into a bear, she, she can, can only growl. She, she can only growl, yeah. Speak. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so when the human and Yeti are trying to communicate in this movie, they literally can't understand each other. They have to go by drawings and nonverbal cues. The Yeti, whenever it speaks, so you you as the audience can hear both of them speak depending on the perspective. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking at it from a human perspective, the Yeti just 
speaks and growls. growls. And the human does an adorable gibberish chipmunk voice. Oh my God, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. But it also, it sounds like English. Yes. It sounds like I can't understand English. Right. It's great. I can almost. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, it plays directly into these themes and the messages of you have to communicate even when it's not easy on the surface. Yeah. You have to find a way to communicate. Oof. This movie is very good. Mm-hmm. Kate. Uh, yeah. Is it time? It might be. T- I, I, Dick, I think it's time. I think it's time. For the final cut. Final cuts. Here we go. Although, in my mind, I can't imagine a world where I'm not thinking about Yeti movies all the time. Yeah. And I feel like the end of this episode signifies... I don't have to think about Yeti movies all the time. I, well, okay, I'm, we did. I'm a little I mean, afraid of going beyond this smoke cloud of the There's mountain. more Yeti movies. We'll, <laughs> we'll figure it out. We're going to be a Yeti cartoon podcast. There actually is one more Yeti movie. There's one we did not watch. So the the title of this episode is Sasquad because uh, it sounds like Dinophore and we thought it was funny. We almost had it Sasquint. It almost was Sasquint because, listeners, we found a fifth Bigfoot movie. It is, depending on where you look, titled Bigfoot or The Yeti Who Stole Christmas. Uh-huh. Uh, Dick, you discovered this movie, so would you like to to gift us all with uh, a little overview? So, it is a barely computer animated movie. Uh, <laughs> and I don't mean that it's like a live action movie with some computer animation. <laughs> it is full CG. It is barely animated. It looks like someone got a got a hold of like some assets from like a, a like some like online catalog uh-huh. didn't really know how to animate them and just like moved the arms up and down and then did like it's it sounds like if you've ever listened to like the Disney storyboards where the animators are doing all the voices yeah it sounds like that yeah is re- the audio Their mouths is, like barely move the audio when is talking. terrible the performances are very bad so and it's on. I don't know what it's about. We found this, and it looked because we were like three quarters through watching these movies, and yeah. all of them were like fairly good. Like we were expecting a bomb. We were expecting like a good dinosaur or dinosaur we, in there. We kind of thought there might be like one like, decent there movie, has to and be these a would all be bad, terrible, abominable snowman movie. There Miss, wasn't. Missing Link and Son of Bigfoot are not good. But they're but not. They're like, nowhere close to the worst movies we've no. ever seen. So, when you discovered this one, and we watched like the two minute trailer, we're like, "Oh, we might need to include this." But then, it we just didn't have the strength. Well, it also turns out this is like the fiftieth movie by some dude who makes these movies. This is like a. It's not exactly this company, but this is like the Chopkick Panda Company, right? Where he just takes bunch of movies that have already been made what what were some transmorphers yeah um yeah there was stuff like, like that there was like a knockoff of the reef wasn't there like not yeah. of shark tail but a knockoff of shark tails knockoff yeah this this <laughs> fish tails i think it was called fish tails i yeah. think that's right he does he, yeah there's like a lot of movies there like like finding a fi- like a fish is lost yeah. or something like that there's, it's just really, it's they all, really they're like, like a level below, like when you do a Snapchat filter that covers your face yeah, and that kind of animation, it's like worse that is that. better than what this looked like. And I, I love watching bad movies, yeah. but this, it's, 
it's not as fun when they're bad on purpose. And when we already have to talk about four movies yeah. on a podcast. All right. So I'm glad we got to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Look it up if you'd like some extended uh, homework with this. Yeah. So back to the final cut, Dick. Yeah. Let's go for scene shout out. Now, I want to propose something. Okay. We didn't discuss this before. I, I would like us to uh, shout out a positive and a negative from each movie. From each movie? Okay. Because I have... I have some stuff that I have not talked about, and I want to hit on it real quickly. Great. Okay. So, um... Sorry, movies. <laughs> sorry, movies. This, this segment is meant to... <laughs> it's meant to uh, elevate, highlight the positive, there's so much but, to talk about. Yeah, there is a lot to talk about with four movies. All right. So just one positive and negative per movie, is that what we've decided? That's our, that's our goal So it here. doesn't turn into 16 different scenes that we talk about for the next four hours? Right. Cool. All right. Uh, uh, Son of Bigfoot. You got a positive? I'll, I'll do a positive on this one. Okay. I wrote one down too. Oh, wait. No, I have a good negative. Okay. Do you want to do a positive? I'll do the positive on All this right. one. Um, so there wasn't a lot of like... there. I, I will say there was not really a good scene in this movie. There were a lot of <laughs> scenes. This is, a, um, this is a hell of a positive. And there were a lot of ideas. But in terms of like an entire scene... Yeah. I thought the one that had the most um, like emotional content in it because i think that's what this movie was missing yeah and it would have been so it's a dad and son and there's no emotional content in this movie yeah there's a scene where the dad has been captured by Herco and um is resisting 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 and then the evil guy says all right you can resist but we know your family now we can go after mm-hmm. them and so the dad gives in so you find we find him hooked up to all these like IVs and tubes. This is how we know he has blood, even yes. though he doesn't bleed. That's true. And the son walks in and he's like, Dad, no, you can't do this. And the dad is like almost lifeless. He's saying, no, this is this is for the best. This is and that that scene I found to be slightly moving. That is such a like. That's, yeah, yeah, it's fair. That's the scene where I would start with in making this movie better. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, let's build off of this scene. Yeah. Because it has something to it. Um, and so to like to send your son back out into this factory, like, nope, save yourself. This is, but the son overrides him and unplugs him from all the things and then yeah. they escape. So that's, that's the, that's my scene shout out. Dick, what's your scene call out? What do we want to shout down? At the beginning of the movie, (laughs) there are a group of Japanese investors Mm. going on a tour of Herco, and they are all taking pictures of everything. And then the guy's like, hey, I will need your cameras. And then they all have 100 cameras. And I can't not see that in anything but racist ass stuff. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, son of Bigfoot. Thanks yeah, for the racism. Thanks, that, thanks no. for the casual racism, son of yeah, Bigfoot. Casual racism is the the right word for it. All right. Well, sorry. So maybe we should start with the negative and end with the positive on the next one. Let's do it. Because now I feel bad for son of Bigfoot. Yeah. But yeah, that's okay. It doesn't really deserve it. Yeah. Uh, missing link. Do you have a positive? I I have a negative and a positive. My negative is no, a super short one. You know what? No, you've got good positives that are the same as my positives. Okay. So um, I'm going to say, oh, speaking of um, 
let's let's um undermine some positive social commentary. Uh, Sasquatch chooses their own name, which is Susan. Mm-hmm. There's like a little joke about it, but then like everyone calls him Susan, and I'm like, oh, this is nice. Like, is this your positive? No, no, no. Okay. This is my negative because. that is nice that they just call him Susan and no one else comments on it. Yeah. But near the end, there's an, I think this is an editing um, uh, snafu, an editing error, where at the end of the movie, uh, our Lionel character says, well, we finally, like, you're you're part of my family now, Mr. Link. And essentially, it it feels like he's dead naming uh, Sasquatch. Um, oh, that's fair. And I think it's an editing error. I think they added Susan later, and then they just forgot to fix that one, because he, because they switch over from Mr. Link yeah, to and, Susan, and and the the woman who's part of this movie, yeah, like nudges him, and I I thought he was gonna say like, oh, I'm sorry, I mean Susan. Yeah, he said like, oh, sorry, I don't mean assistant, I mean partner. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's weird. And so it's, I mean, there's a lot of other bad in this movie, but I think we've touched on it with yeah. just it being dull. But Can, that was a moment where I'm like, oh, yeah. someone should have fixed that. Can I drop in like another little bad? Yeah. There's a lot of shit in this movie. Like literal shit. Like literal feces. feces. Uh-huh. There's just a, uh, especially at the beginning, there's just, there's like a carriage going through the town. Oh, yeah. And it's going through puddles and just covering Everyone in, fe- in feces. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Because it's olden times and they didn't have sewers. And that is the extent of the jokes. Yeah. Let me shout out a good scene. All though. right. Okay. So I alluded to this earlier. They are breaking into this woman's house to get a map. Uh, I'm sorry. What is the explorer's name again? Lionel Frost. So Lionel says to gives Susan a grappling hook and he says, throw it over the wall. Susan grabs the hook and the rope and everything and throws it over the wall. Funny. Like without, like just chucks it over the wall. Just Does not hold it. on to it. Yeah. Doesn't hold on to it. Doesn't use it properly. Just throws the entire thing over the wall. Yeah. Uh, Angus. Lionel Frost. Lionel. You can call him Hugh Jackman. Uh, Hugh Jackman says, ugh, idiot. Why didn't you just, why don't you just throw everything over? And Susan says okay and throws everything over good good oh, gag that wasn't you didn't that mean wasn't, that yeah. yeah you didn't mean that and then <laughs> they go is susan trying to jump or it, climb? It climb yeah like do a running start to climb yeah so then they they're like okay you know what i can climb this susan backs up does a running start and then instead of climbing it just burst through the wall like it like trips, but like yeah, he doesn't mean like to do trips it. Trips and yeah. just goes straight through the wall. <laughs> it is it is funny. It is well animated. It's well timed. Mm-hmm. It is the fun and like the next scene has more of that. There's there's a, a bit where like Susan is supposed to lift a safe and take it out of a room. Yeah, and instead of doing that, like the safe is too heavy, so Susan just like <laughs> drags it across the floor. It's it's great, and those are, it's like this five minutes where the movie is everything that I want it to yes. be. And then it never happens and then again. It never happens again. Yeah, but that's that bit is is great. I had the same one down. Yeah. yeah. All right, abominable, yeah. abominable. I can't say that word. Abominable. I just can't say that word. 
I have a positive for this one. Mm-hmm. Do you have um, a, if I have a glow, do you have a grow? This is what we say yeah, in education. Yeah, Coldplay. <laughs> so. Continue. Abominable, uh, the, this creature does magic. Uh, Everest, the creature Everest mm-hmm. does magic. And it does the magic by doing this like hum, like a mm-hmm. It's like a deep hum, mm-hmm. like a little melody. And it's really cool. And then magic happens. It's like, like Rapunzel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the um, female, uh, Yi? Yi. Yi, who's like our, our lead character, she uh, gets like the... the, the she has a violin, mm-hmm. and uh, through different circumstances, she ends up with Yeti hair mm-hmm. on it, like Abominable's hair instead of strings. Mm-hmm. And when she plays that, it does magic. And it's like the climax of the movie, the emotional yeah. climax of the movie. And she does; she plays the violin very well, and mm-hmm. she plays these beautiful songs. Mm-hmm. So, of course, yep. for like one of the climaxes of the movie... Instead of having the humming and the violin together to make something beautiful, it's a Coldplay song. Lights will it's specifically the song "Fix You,", you home. which doesn't really, it doesn't really work. It's just guide you home. I can see, I, but it's fine. But it's just like, but the Yeti and the violin are both harmonizing with this Coldplay song, and, and you're like. This has nothing to do. Like Coldplay this wasn't a British involved. white band. Like, let's have like uh, let's do anything but this. Yeah. Like, I would rather have Puggy from Son of Bigfoot Puggy. than than this. Or like something, like a Chinese Coldplay even. Yeah. Like that would be nice. That'd be fine. So, yeah. Yeah. Dick, I'm so, glad you mentioned this. Yeah. Do you have a shout out? My scene shout out is the inverse of this moment. Mm. It is the first time that you hear this humming, that you're introduced mm. to this humming. So this is when um, Everest is living on the roof of Yi's apartment building, yeah. hiding out from the scientists and the um, animal collector. And we didn't even mention that before. That's Science not factory. important. Science factory people. Um, so it um, the the Yeti gets like caught on something or snagged and starts to like bleed. Like it has a visible scrape that is yeah. bleeding. And um, when the Yeti is, um, I think she picks up her violin to make her, him feel better, right? Mm-hmm. And she doesn't play it in front of anyone because it reminds her of her dad. And she starts playing and it's beautiful. And then he adds this counterpoint and it's almost like, you know, like a double bass yeah. string instrument. That's yeah. like the sound. And it's this beautiful counterpoint to it. And as he's humming, you're like, okay, this is... All right, he likes music. And then he starts glowing blue. Yeah. And then his wound closes. And then the flowers outside on the roof start to bloom like crazy. It's such a good scene. And then the music stops and you're left like, one, just aesthetically it is a beautiful scene, both for the ears and the eyes. And then you're left with this little seed of a mystery. Like, wh- what just happened? Yeah. What, what did this Yeti do when yeah. he turned blue? Um, And it's... It's it's really cool. Yeah, the, the it's first, when this movie kind of like grabbed me. The first like twenty minutes or so mm-hmm. of Abominable, or the first act, yeah, is 
amazing Mm -hmm. and then it 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 like it has ups and downs from there but the first the first 20 or 30 minutes are just spectacular Mm -hmm. i thought i thought it was going to be my favorite movie yeah uh of the four i think if we had seen this before smallfoot we probably would like it more yeah and i still i still like it i still like it a lot but But yeah like but the 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 tone and the the general vibe of it kind of switches and the movie becomes something that i I wasn't Mm -hmm as on board with but the mm-hmm. first 20 or 30 minutes are just so beautiful yeah all right small foot okay i have i've actually got a positive that i think might be different than the one you slash we want i want to talk about two positives okay i want to talk about a longer scene and a smaller moment okay i don't really have a scene that's a negative do you i have a general yeah i i think yeah it's the same go for it um, that like the first two songs, yeah, okay, are lyrically quite good. They set up some neat scenes and themes and characters, but you can't hear the voices. Yeah. And they've asked Channing Tatum does his own singing, mm-hmm. and Zendaya, who's who's a pop singer, yeah, they just say go pop on this, and it doesn't work because they're musical theater songs. They they have pop they're they're fun pop no, 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 musical I'll theater it's songs. Not, I don't think it's the performances. I think it's a I I think it's a combination. I think it's twenty percent the performances. But I think more than the performances. Like yeah, there's there's there is some pop. Riffing I can't understand things, yeah. the. But also like the words are so low in the mix. Yeah, it, it on our TV. I mean, but, but and we well we watched. We watched a, uh, frozen like two days before yeah, and, it was and that was fine. fine yeah yeah so i think it's a matter of like vocal timbre like i i idina is standing out vocally anyway like mm-hmm. she's just got and she is enunciating mm-hmm. so that we can hear mm-hmm. each word because the words are important whereas like in a pop mm-hmm. song the words aren't necessarily important right they're there but and, they're not the focus and so the result is it's these scenes the way they're presented are undermining how actually good these songs are. They make you think as an audience member, I don't need to pay attention to this. This is just the Coldplay song they Mm -hmm. shoved into this movie. But like the lyrics have a lot of building that they do and it, it, they, they don't know what they have. Maybe I'll say, especially the, the Zendaya, Zendaya, Mm -hmm. especially the Zendaya song. Yeah. We turned on closed captions. We did, yeah. Because it was just because it's about like seeing a world beyond yourself, and and the lyrics are the lyrics are great. Mm-hmm. Having an open mind, yeah, really good. Um, but yeah, it was it was just uh, hard to hard to understand. Yeah, yeah. What about some positives, Kate? All right. Well, do we want to talk about the scene? Is the the one that's not very rare? Yeah. You mean very common? Yeah, is that the one? Yes. What's the other? What's the other shout out? So I've got a little shout out. Um, okay, give us the little one first. Danny we'll DeVito is in this movie. Oh my god, he's great. One, Danny DeVito plays Migo's father. By the way, Migo and Michi, which are male and female leads, both um, alternate names for Yeti oh. in various Tibetan-based languages. Nice, neat. Um, Migo's father is in charge of his job in the town. Is ringing the gong every morning to make sure the sun rises. Yeah. And the way he does it is he flings off a catapult and his head gets bonked. And Anyway, so 
he um after Migo discovers the small foot and gets like banished from the town um because the stones can't lie the stones aren't wrong uh his morning routine is messed up right because he doesn't have Migo to help him mm-hmm. and he like kind of um fl- flounders and fumbles it and rings the gong a few seconds after the sun rises anyway yeah and he's the only one who sees it and it's the thing that starts to make him him crack that he's like oh now my son says he saw a small foot and i saw the sunrise and i didn't have to do the gong and there is a scene where he tells me go this and he reveals it and he's like i can't explain what i saw if i'm wrong about the you know if the stones are wrong about this what else are and just the writing is really good mm-hmm. and Danny DeVito's delivery is really strong. Um, and I just thought that was a really nice moment that yeah. they allowed another character besides Migo and his contemporaries experience to this. have that revelation. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool that like like that like kind of traditionalist father yeah. seeing like, oh, maybe this whole thing has been wrong. Well, and seeing a different angle on it, yeah. right? Because if he's wrong, his job is no longer needed. And yeah. what is his role in society? Yeah. And I think you have plenty of cognates to that in current political situations. I have no idea. If uh, coal is bad for the environment, what do I do as a coal miner? Yeah. So coal can't be bad for the environment because I am a coal miner, and that's the only thing I know how to do. And yeah. if I can't do that, then I'm scared. If- and I'm, I, I can't be scared. That's if, a weakness position. If physically assaulting minorities isn't good, well, why am I a cop? Wee. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so I thought that was an. Uh, it just that was a scene that like, like, who who did this? Yeah. In an animated children's movie. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But the other Super one. Super strong. Yeah. May I? Okay. So we've got all this pop music that we can't really understand. Uh, because it's mixed slow and because lyrically it's not performed mm-hmm. super well. And then we get into this scene where like Common Common plays like the kind of chief of this tribe. Yeah. yeah. And he is the stone keeper. He's the stone keeper. And so music starts and I'm kinda like, uh, we've got another song. We'll have to turn on the closed captions and it'll be fine. Well, and I'm thinking too, I'm like these are the something rotten guys. This is common. I'm yeah. about to hear common rap way under his skill level, and it's yeah. going to be embarrassing for everyone. Yeah, that's something, what I'm thinking. Something rotten, by the way, Broadway show. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's not great. It's not bad. There are some clever songs. It's it's fine. Yeah. So this is by the guys who wrote that. We're like, yeah, like you said, common's gonna rap way under his skill level, and I'm thinking like, okay, we're gonna get that fern gully song with tone mm. low <laughs> you literally said that i did and this is this song was amazing like not only does it slap as yeah. the kids say it, like it's a it's a it's boppy, good it's and a common jam. gets to rap fast like he gets yeah. to do his common things yeah including common also like is very much a socially conscious um artist and this song literally made my mouth drop, like yeah. literally made my jaw drop. Um, the the depth of it, it's it's a song about, so here's, here's the real situation. 
and this is why we lie about it. Yeah. And all of this is made up. It's like the, you know, the red pill, uh, right? My Morpheus offering the red pill if you really want to see the world. But yeah, this movie not, is not about let's, incels. Let's so not this is say fine. red pill. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's like, this is the truth. Like, yeah, you, you're you correct. You're right. This mm-hmm. is the truth. And here's why we don't tell it. Mm-hmm. And he like the lyrics are really strong. His performance, like in general, his performance is is good. Is yeah, it's like, his spoken is fine. The yeah, the casting is a little yeah odd of a choice because he's like this elder, and Common's voice. Common doesn't, doesn't really... have a particularly commanding speaking voice in the way that you expect looking at the visual design of this character. Yeah, some of the visual designs and the character voices didn't super match up yeah. for me. But it, it didn't really bother me. But his his performance in this like made up Oof. for anything that was weird early because he's just it's so strong. Yeah, it's so strong. It's 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 up there with the top villains. If we're gonna call it a villain song, maybe um, mm. it's up there. Interesting. Because it's it's it does a lot of things in the story. Yeah, including just blows open this whole like. It's it's a twist. It, yeah. It's it's a surprise twist. And I love I love so much, and I I think you know again, with with Common's voice and with Common's like skill, mm-hmm. it really shows the confidence that this guy has when he's like, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, you know, uh, uh, not Michi, uh, Migo, Migo is like, hey, I figured it out. The stones are wrong. And this guy, instead of being like, no, no, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah. The stones are wrong. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Like, oh. Mm-hmm. Mm, so good. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, there's so much. This movie is so good. Yeah. We love Smallfoot. Watch Smallfoot. Yeah. If you're going to watch one Bigfoot movie this year. <laughs> make it Smallfoot. Make it Smallfoot. If you're going to watch two, make it Smallfoot and Abominable. Yeah. If you're going to watch three, make it Smallfoot, Abominable, and then Smallfoot again. <laughs> Don't watch the other two. They're nope. not great. Yeah. You could skip them. Yeah. All right. So that scene shout out. <laughs> okay. It's going to get shorter One from here on out. One segment down. All so right. So MVPs? MVP. Yeah. Kate, we've got four movies. Yeah. You get to pick one one creator, one character, Ooh. one whatever. Pick one MVP for all four of these movies. Yikes. Yeah. Um. Oh. Okay. My head is swirling with like footprints and snow I know, you're and, like is uh, it gonna is it gonna be the mom from son of bigfoot <laughs> is it gonna be it's not is it gonna be really uh, important characters um you know what i'm go- we've we've shouted out a lot um i'm gonna shout out channing channing tatum yeah because i have no experience with channing tatum he is magic mike right that's he's magic mike i think so i think so um I think it's G.I. Joe at some point. I still don't think you're right that there were G.I. Joe movies. There, I've never heard of them. There were. I just don't know if Channing Tatum Great. is in them. So, yeah, he's like you're like a male, like a hot male lead in live action movies, oh, you right? Think he's hot, huh? More action based. Well, like he's marketed <laughs> as that. I don't. But okay, he's you can if you want to. I'm just teasing. And like for him to deliver this performance that is very comedic yeah. and he is like doing a voice he's not just sounding like himself yeah which is what you expect when there's these kind of 
big live action stars attached to an animated movie. Yeah, I I was super impressed. And he sings. Like I wish the mix would have been better, but yeah. he sings. Yeah. That's impressive. He does okay. Let's hear let, let's put Channing Tatum in more animated movies. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. I'm on board. Dick, you got an MVP for these four? Oh. This the, the, the Sasquad. Absolutely I don't. Um <laughs> let me see. All right. So, uh my MVP is going to be someone who I may or may not have shouted out before, but I'm going to give it to uh, Sergio Pablos. Mm. Um, because so far, I've enjoyed everything of his that I've seen. Yeah. Because it's been Despicable Me, uh, Klaus. Klaus, and now this, which is just based off a story right. of his, but still loved it. Yeah. So, Sergio Pablos. Sergio Pablos. Uh, te- like, tenuously involved. But just generally great. Mm-hmm. Sergio, nice job. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So, Dick, we have come to the crossover section. Yes. So, yeah. normally we cross over like two movies. Yeah. An element from each of the movies that we watched. But I want to challenge us. Now there are four. <laughs> yeah. And instead of doing like two crossovers each or something like that, or just crossing over two movies... We are each going to take the four movies mm-hmm. and pick elements from them yeah. to cross over. Yeah. And Kate, you're starting. Well, all right, Dick. Here's where I start because I have these notes in front of me. <laughs> so Sasquatch, Susan, yeah. and Lionel uh-huh. are on a journey um, to the Himalayas. Yeah. And the maps they use look extremely similar almost identical to the maps that Migo and his friends draw to uh, de- to represent their world. That's true. So the 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 we start with a missing link story where Susan and Lionel are in search of his cousins, but his cousins are Migo and friends and mm-hmm. they're nice. Yeah. Um so also, that means that Common is in cahoots with the Adventurers Club boss, and they're Ooh. both trying to keep their respective species in the dark about each other. I mean, that's a little like Klaus, right? Uh, is it? Where the oh, no. two rival factions yes. are in cahoots with each other. Yes. Yeah. All right. I like that. And so then... Uh-oh. Um, yeah, you started with the... I started with the two movies that I could start with. All right, so... Then also, oh no, Migo's family is missing one of their children. The child has been away for a while. And, oh, the child comes back at the end of the movie. It's Everest. Aww. Who um, leads them in an additional musical number um, written by Puggy from Son of Bigfoot. Yeah. That involves Everest's bass sounds. And at Channing Tatum and Hugh Jackman yeah. have a have a duet together, and it's great. And that then sound true. Busta for Jones and Lionel Frost host the Tonys together. Okay, because they both have experience doing so. That sounds lovely. That's weak, Dick. Please do better. Oh, on your crossover, <clears throat> Kate. All right, so. All of these movies happened. Mm-hmm. They all exist in canon. Mm-hmm. 
So all of these characters yeah. have already completed their journeys. Oh, okay. Except, guess what? Hair.com guy, hair mm-hmm. company man, he's back. <gasps> yeah. Oh, no. And he's like, oh, man, why evilly cure people of male pattern baldness mm-hmm. when I can suck magic out of a Yeti <gasps> oh. that can't even talk back? So Hair Club Man uh, yep. is uh, trying to get the magic from mm-hmm. Everest, from okay. Abominable. Yeah. Right? And Everest is just like back visiting China or something. Okay. When Hair Club Man traps him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Everest speaks to nature mm-hmm. and calls upon the power of his brothers, uh, the Missing Link mm-hmm. uh, and Smallfoot. Uh, or Migo. Migo, Migo, yeah. Okay. Um, the Yetis in Smallfoot have come down and met the humans. Okay. So now we've got uh, humans and Yetis fighting against Hair Club Man. Mm. Yeah, and a Sasquatch. And a Sasquatch. Nice. Yep. Oh, I like that. Okay. I actually might watch that. <laughs> are hey, you know? Are this- there yaks? Yes. Yeah. So many yaks. So many yaks. Kate, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of uh, like the Transformers movie where it's like, hey, you have to kill off all these Transformers <laughs> and use these new Transformers, make a movie out of it. That's what this feels like right now. Use all these yetis. Yeah. <laughs> Here are the yetis. Go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think this would be a better movie than Transformers because it would be pretty hard not to be. Mm. All right, Weird Al's in it though. Sure. Okay. Sure. Why Deal. not? All right, Dick. Re-release, special edition. Oh, the final, final cut, or, cut. Oh, send him into the vault. Yeah. It's time for the final, final cut, cut. After all. Okay, so uh, let's let's try and bust through this pretty quickly. All right, Buster for Jones through this yeah pretty quickly yeah that's who james corden plays in cats just in case anyone does not understand this no. joke buster for jones plays james corden fine. he has this entire time fine it's been a cat go see dressed cats. as a human he can unzip his james corden costume go, go see cats it's <laughs> awful bonkers i can't stop thinking about it <laughs> all right missing link re-release special edition or vault a special edition where we save all of the animation and none of the dialogue or story. Mm, okay. I don't know. It, I don't want to. Like, I don't want to ever see this movie again. Yeah. But I don't think it deserves to be thrown into the vault because it looks great. But I hate the dialogue and the story and the characters, and and everything about it. I am going to special edition where we redo the entire movie. So a new movie. Okay. I am going to. <laughs> Um, piggyback off your idea and I'm going to say let's try it as a live action same cast yeah and like I think it I think what happens is it ends up as like one of the better Mel Brooks movies where there is a sincere okay hear me out okay Uh but like one of the better Mel Brooks movies well so it's like farcical right like the way these characters are, like especially Spaceballs? like no, 
Like one of the um, worst Mel Brooks movies? I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Kind of like producers. There's some sincere, sincerity. Okay. Maybe I'm just thinking of the musical. Maybe a lot has been changed from let's, the movie. Let's to- keep going. Anyway, with it. so it's live action, right? Hugh Jackman's in it. Uh, Zach Galifianakis is dressed up as a Sasquatch. Uh, Zoe Saldana is in it. Fine. But like, it's you roll your eyes, sure. But whatever. I don't want to put the time into casting. No, we didn't people. leave Zoe. She's so. Fine. But, like, her character is, like, weird and cartoony, and I think you can make it work. I think it works better in live action. Yeah. Especially, like, I feel like it would grab hold of a tone that's not just dull if you were to make it live action. Yeah. Mel Brooks is maybe an imperfect analog, but he's kind of got those characters, especially, I think I'm thinking of his female characters that are, like, kind of the straight person, but... Kind of like this, they have this like absurd comic yeah. streak to them. I think I think he could get that that tone right. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm almost thinking of this as like a Terry Gilliam movie. Okay, uh, where it's like a little. I mean, it's English still. So, uh-huh. I'm, well, he's American. Never mind. Anyway, uh, where it's like a little absurd and uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, but still like very funny and poignant. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. Great. I think that sounds I, way better than live the movie action we is watched. never a good idea, except here. Except live action right remakes. here. Yeah. This is the only time it works. Yep. All right. Uh, Son of Bigfoot. A vault. I don't yeah. care. Especially if there's three. I mean, yeah. I okay. We couldn't I, find. There was not a scene worth shouting out in this movie. No, there's not. So I guess I I. I want a new movie, but I don't want it to be this. But I like the idea of a son inheriting superpowers. I like the idea of a superhero origin movie that has a father-son relationship where the father has the powers but has done something different with them. There's probably already this movie. Spider-Verse? I don't I, I think this movie has probably been done not with superpowers but with something else, right? Yeah. Where like it 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 ends up being a great power, great responsibility story in that big the dad takes his powers and he hides them. Yeah. And the son wants to use them to help. Anyway. Yeah. I guess I guess I want this movie to But I vault this specific movie. Yeah. I, I kinda want this to be like the original draft of Toy Story where they basically made it and they were like everything. They were like, Oh, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Let's fix it. Yeah. I want that. I want that yeah. to happen. Yeah. No. Abominable. Uh, special edition, remove Coldplay, put in something better. Mm, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I don't, I, I think this movie is good. I don't think this movie is as good as it thinks it is, hmm. which makes me upset. Like, when you start to pick things apart and you're like, well, why this? Yeah. Why this? Especially like the animal collector versus... The second the act is weird. There's who has, who who isn't? Who, she's pretending to be a zoologist because she has a higher bidder. But do we know who that higher bidder is? Yeah. So so the villains are a guy who collects Eddie animals. It's played by Eddie Izzard, and a woman red-haired who zoologist. She's pretending to be a zoologist so that she can. Trap the Yeti so that for the higher bidder, her other client, which you don't meet, right? Yeah. The the villain is not great in this movie. So what I'm saying is, uh, like make it a ride. 
Because this would be a beautiful ride. Are you serious? Like, you're riding on the back of the Yeti at some point. You're flying on a giant dandelion and dandelion oh, at another yeah. point. You're going through these beautiful landscapes of China. Make it a ride. Um, or, like, give it to Pixar. Take out the villains and make the emotional story more or tighter. Yeah. Yeah, I, but, could, yeah. I could see this as a good, like, uh, like kind of an extended, like a 15-minute or mm-hmm. like a nice long ride. Yeah. You get that beautiful Yeti violin yeah. thing going. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Nice. All right. Uh, last, last movie, Kate. You said Abominable Special. Yeah, I said Special Edition, Take Out Coldplay. Great. Yep. That's right. Smallfoot, Kate. Re-release. Um, yeah, I'm worried that this got lost in the Bigfoot uh, explosion yeah. of 2018 to like 2019. It, it did okay, but I'd never... It, it has the biggest box office of these four. Yeah. But like, I don't hear my kids talking about Smallfoot, and it's quite good. Yeah. And quite important, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah, re-release yeah. and give it a big old marketing push. Nice. Special edition, fix the audio. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. just... Like, I believe in all of the actors and singers mm-hmm. that they have. I'm mm-hmm. not saying we have to go the Disney route and no. get theater singers. No. We need to go the Disney route and make sure that Kristen Bell can sing musical theater. Like, yeah. Just be like, look, I appreciate that you're doing pop. Mm-hmm. We need musical theater. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Or, I mean, Moulin Rouge, right? Like, Ewan McGregor yeah. and um, Nicole Kidman sound really good in that movie. Neither of them have... Neither traditional musical singers. theater voices, but they yeah. figured out a way to, to make direct those voices into something that feels yep. storytelling wise. Yeah. Cool. All right. This was fun. Sasquad. Yeah. So what eight movies are we doing next? Oh no. no. Oh boy. Yeah, we can only do this like once a year. <laughs> and we can only do this when we have a little time off. Yeah. Work. Yeah. Because we wouldn't have got through it otherwise. Nope. Well, Kate, this was super fun. Yeah. Uh do we know what we're doing? For the next episode, or is is that still up in the air? Uh, that might still be up in the air. I think it's still up in the air. We have a couple of a couple ideas. Uh, We have not decided yet, so that's exciting. Yeah, and uh, given that, if you have suggestions, oh, we could 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 like people reach out to us to suggest movies for us? They sure could. Oh, where could how could they do that? Well, they could catapult themselves um, <laughs> through a series of rock holes into yeah. a gong yeah. and let us know that way. Or if but it's if they more, don't have a gong. Yeah, if it's more convenient, we're on Twitter, mm-hmm. Cellmates Podcast. Facebook, yeah. Cellmates Podcast. Okay. Email, cellmatespodcast at gmail.com. Okay. And if you just want more information or um, you know links to all the different podcast apps that we're on you can go to our website cellmatespodcast.com that's correct that's yeah. all true yeah those are all true things. um yeah please don't suggest for we can't do this again for a long time so mm. yeah keep it keep keep it to two if keep you it, can keep it light but you know if there's a really compelling reason i guess suggest anything you want but understand that we might pare it down we are mere small foots. Thank you. <laughs> with uh, without not, magical powers. Not to be confused with little foots, which are dinosaurs. 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 Well, Dick. Uh, for Selma's so podcast, <laughs> I've been Dick Ward. I'm Kate Phillips. Goodbye. <laughs>